You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 This is Clay Clark on the mic again. Myopic focus, tunnel vision. I'm focused on the mission to teach you the skills and give you the plans. Broadcasting from my lands to the left, to the portlands. I'm here to tell you, you can do it, yes you can't. And now my friend, you got two fans. Give me the Z, comma, and. I'll be the C, yes, and. Now let's kick it like Batman, bam! And get a little nuts like Pete Cairns! Greetings to the nation, welcome back to the Primetime Show on your radio. And Eric Chuff, my co-host here, he has actually verified that Pete Cairns are in fact nuts. I didn't just say it to conveniently rhyme all the time. That's I wouldn't do that. Our listeners expect... How dare, how dare I doubt from the Caucasian sensation? How dare I doubt? How, how dare I doubt? Uh, I thought it was maybe a legume, but it turns out it is a nut. Now, so, well Chip, done, Clay. Now, Chip, on today's show, mm-hmm. we've got a, a special guest here. We have Colton Dixon and his incredible wife Annie Dixon on That's the right. show. I think I said that wrong. Let me try again. We have an incredible guest. We have Annie Dixon on the show, right. and some random bozo, bozo, <laughs> who, a hanger on her. This, he's a Christian pop star. Whatever, <laughs> whatever like, that means. I mean, I mean, if you judge people based upon their talent, skill, performance, then I suppose maybe he matters, dignity. but I care not. I God. care more about virtue, which is why we won't interview him at all. But Annie Dixon's on the show with whoever that is over there. Whatever Amen. His name was. So, but we have, I've noticed it's not raining inside the studio today, which is a great thing. Have you thought about that? It's I mean, been raining outside every once in a while. And it was that raining. Is, that is true. That the is, weather outside has been getting frightful. But yet the weather inside, inside the city so is so delightful. delightful. And right. since we have no place to go, Chep, what website should we go? What, what, what website? What, who because should we our thank? roof has no holes. Who should we thank for our, our roof not having any holes? We should thank the guys over at Messick Roofing. Mess what? Messick. Mesick. Mesick. How like, are you saying that? Sick. A lot of times I can't remember things until you say it four times. Mesick. <laughs> Messick Roofing. Messick Roofing. Messick okay. Roofing. Messick. Nice. M-E-S-S-I-C-K Roofing. Uh, these guys have been doing roofing since 1962, Clay. I'm not impressed. Not impressed Can, at all. Continue selling me. It's actually 1963 right now. Okay, nice. No. So these guys have been around for a long time in the Tulsa area. Um, get a hold of them at 918-747-7141. MessickRoofing.com. Get a free quote, free consultation today. And actually, if you guys call him today, Clay's going to give you a free copy of his book, Thrive. It's a good read. Messick Roofing, M-E-S-S-I-C-K Roofing.com, 918-747-7141. And if you want me to uh, devalue your book, just bring it by the Thrive Time Show offices and I'll sign it, He'll, and then the value will go down. It'll be It'll sick. trend downward. It'll nice. be sick. Okay. So here we go. We're talking today with uh, Annie Dixon and Colton Dixon. Now, Colton Dixon, for those of you who don't know, he appeared on American Idol, did, did well. Um, had been performing since the age of 13 before he got his shot that he worked hard to get uh, there on the American Idol show. And he's been signed to a Christian label. And he is, a, I would call, a Christian pop star. Uh, in our office, when a lot of people heard he was coming to the office today, I think uh, his father-in-law told us he was coming to the office. People were like, he's coming here? It's where I'm at. And so we had to get the, the fever pitch down a little bit. And then I said, what are you saying? <laughs> no, seriously, just what? what is the deal? John translated because he speaks screamer fever pitch yeah and they realized they they were excited he was coming to our office so people know who he is oh Colton Dixon's coming okay right okay nice so he and his wife they travel around together they have a a, a band and and they travel around together performing all around the the country and I want to ask you as your as your stardom as your success has arisen as a result of being diligent and consistent and focusing on the right things it's got to have put a, a a little bit of a pull. Maybe a natural pull by default on uh, 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 pull you two away from maybe your faith if you're not careful. And I know you're intentional about 
putting your faith first. So I want to hear how do you fight that natural pull from you know moving away from your faith or maybe not putting that first? I'm going to start with Annie's take on that. How have you kept faith a center in your family as you've grown? Uh, as you guys have grown together. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think because things just get so busy and there's just stuff coming at us all the time, it can be really easy to just kind of get lax with like that time with the Lord and like in our Bibles and just making sure that we're staying strong and firm. But um, even just putting in like um, certain times of the day where like, you know, we come together and pray and we have our Bible reading times, just stuff like that to stay, you know, just keeping that truth in us because that's what's going to keep us centered and grounded. So you guys actually schedule time to uh, uh, pray together? We've started to, yeah. We really? No, it's really important, and um, I think it's changed things, honestly. So I know for me, my wife is like this. She's very much the spiritual leader. And I know the Bible says I should actually be the spiritual leader, but I like to be. I like to put her first. <laughs> you know, I love to love. Uh, but you know, seriously, my wife is like absolutely. When our son was born blind, I literally said, Vanessa, you have to stop praying. Like I, you, you, you're making me crazy. And if you keep praying out loud, I'm going to lose my mind. And she says, but God's going to heal him. And I said, just stop it. Now, my partner is an optometrist, Dr. Robert Zellner. And so we went to the Dean McGee Institute. We went to every possible place in the world where they, you know, you go to these top places and these op- these, these experts and they all say he's not going to see. And I'm going, well, let's fill out the paperwork, school the blind. Let's get it going. Let's let's do the whole Braille thing. Let's get, a, you know, let's get a, 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 a let's, let's start quickly here. Let's go. And Vanessa's like, he's not blind. He just can't see yet. And I just could not handle that dialogue. Now, now those people who meet him realize he can see, and so he's a medical miracle. And that's I did not switch faith. Uh, I did not become a Christian. I didn't join the the team until 2007. But I would I just would not. And even now, I don't get it. I I believe in God, but I don't quite understand. It's like my, it's like my smartphone. I have no doubt that if I call Colton, that somehow through the technology, it it somehow transmutes my signal, my phone to your phone, and we connect. I don't know how it works. And that's kind of my Christian faith right now, I would say. No clue how it works, but I use the phone. And I have no doubt that it works, but it's kind of that. So I want to get, ask you, I mean, are, is, is your wife kind of more of the spiritual leader? Are you the spiritual leader? Are you, are you equal leaders? I mean, what's going on, this, the spiritual dynamic with the faith and the profession? How does that look? Yeah, w- what's really cool about my wife and I is my wife had such a great spiritual foundation um, before we got married. Mm. Um, she was born and raised here in Tulsa. Um, so she went to Victory and went to um, Rama and just um, so had a really great foundation. Victory Christian School and yeah. then Rama Bible College. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure if anybody doesn't know, understand. Oh, are you? Oh, sorry. Oh, are you? Rama Church. Rama Church and then yeah. Oral Roberts University. So yes. you, for anybody out there who doesn't uh, uh, know what Oral Roberts University is, uh, my my favorite author of all time. His name is Napoleon Hill, and he was the speechwriter for Franklin Delano Roosevelt during the Depression. And uh, he was his business coach. And then Oral Roberts actually called Napoleon Hill and asked him if he would help advise him on how to grow Oral Roberts University. A lot of people don't know that. Oral Roberts University, he didn't know how to grow it. He knew that God had a vision, but he didn't know how to put it together. So he hired Oral Roberts to be his coach. And that's how I came to know of that journey was by studying Napoleon Hill. So it's like if you if you're a Christian out there and you don't know what Oral Roberts University is, you should come see it at least once. It's it's a faith based university where they put faith and spirit mind and body is kind of their big thing. The spirit mind and body they've updated the verbiage now, but spirit mind and body is kind of the thing. So you're 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 marrying a lady who is spiritually grounded. Yeah, and um, did you grow up a heathen? Were you a heathen? <laughs> were you a 
Were you uh, uh were you all mixed up? Or I was you? Southern Baptist, so Southern Baptist, one and the same. Were you were you I'm caught up kidding. in a, were you caught up in a gang? No, I was not. Were you originally signed to Death Row Records? No. Okay. Okay. So That's how how are you? How are you raised? Though. How are you um, raised? Uh, like I said, I was raised Southern Baptist, so um, our belief system was different. However, the main things were great. We were we were sold on that. Um, but you know, as we as we dated and, and we got married, and now almost two and a half years in, I could honestly say that there are days where Aunt Annie kind of takes the wheel on certain things and mm. I can shift my mind to where it needs to be. And then there are days where I take the wheel and shift and we go the direction we need to. And I think it's really great for us. Um, we're also bur- both uh, firstborn children. So oh, we, wow. we like our hands on the wheel, um, but we balance it really well. Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Um, I, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. I'll start first, and I'm going to ask you the tough question. I'm going to start first here. Okay. Every 30 days, probably 45 days, I, I, Chuck, I say 45, it's probably every seven days. Seven hours, maybe. Every seven hours. What I do is I hit the crazy button. My wife has a button where if you hit the button, <laughs> she'll go there because I, it's like if I, if I have a, a major ethical faux pas or I do something crazy, She'll, she's the kind of crazy person who will call me on it. You know what I mean? Where I will just like, so she'll be at Target shopping and I'll say a not, not a very nice statement or I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll screw up. I will basically take our marriage to the bottom every eight days. We'll get, we'll, we'll be kind. We'll say eight. Yeah. So like, you know, we might be driving to Oklahoma City to a cheerleading competition and I'll point out, hey, it's an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. They're performing for two minutes. And That's the point, kind of hate she, speech. She'll point out, Clay, you're in the median right now. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I'll, I won't talk the entire way there as a way to show my support because I'm just so like, oh, it just, this just, is going to be great. And then she'll point out to me, you are a father of four girls and you're going to be there and you're going to support them and you are going to be a good Christian father. And I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to put up with less. Oh, no. You are going to be a good... And I go, she is such a mean person. And then I realize it plays back in my mind when I'm in the McDonald's bathroom. She's right. And then I go back out there. Uh, I've been thinking about it and uh, basically you're right. You know, no eye contact is my key. Sorry. So what was that? Would you like some beef jerky? Do you want to apologize? (laughs) And then I'll go to Atwoods, try to buy some beef jerky, work it out, talk to a guy about meat, something like that. Maybe maybe look at a handgun, come back home with some Canyon Wood, and then apologize, and I reset. How often do you push the crazy button as a husband? Because there's somebody listening out there who's a husband who feels like they're alone by hitting the crazy button. Because I'm telling you, for me, it's about every seven days, and it's always my fault. Upon further review, it's always my fault. I watch the game film. It's me behaving badly. How often do you hit the crazy button? I feel like this is an unfair question because we're only two and a half years into our marriage. Uh-huh, it's <laughs> the infatuation, it's the infatuation <laughs> thing here, yeah. Um, probably more often than I care to admit. Um, this is therapeutic for somebody out there who feels like they're, because I, I, I mean, I'm telling you, men, we are flawed humans, and women yeah. haven't figured out, and we don't know what's going on. We chase women around, we, ca- we, we try to catch them, and then we don't know what to do once we catch them. I, I love that my wife was kind of like cheering on your wife as you were talking about. <laughs> she's like, good job. Yes. No, yeah, she's putting go, up girl. with a man. She, goes how, um, she knows how it is. Yeah, it, it's actually really funny that you say that, because I would say 99.9% of the time, it is absolutely me. Um, Duh. Causing the problem, yeah. <laughs> all the men are in the room are like, "Yep." Um, all the women are louder about it too. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but uh, I, I, w- I would say I don't know. Um, once a week, once a week, and then and is yeah. your, is your, now this is my move. I've learned 
is it's immediately apologized before I know what I did wrong. <laughs> and then what I'll do is I'll go in the bathroom and I'll and that's where I do my great reading. And I'll think about it's like where I go hide because no one else follows me. Just stare right. in the mirror. And then I'm like, I look deep into like the book, like the Chip Gaines book, and I'm like, just give me some wisdom here. What's in here? Something. And then I realize, I know what I did. I was mean or something obvious. But I just want to, I mean, give, give a marriage tip to a guy out there. Because I, I think there's a, a man, it's, it's natural to be obstinate. And you have to be somewhat obstinate to be successful. You have to be driven, focused, right? Yeah. But you also have to know when you're wrong. How, talk to me about the balance of that. Honestly, the, my wife is probably going to laugh or, and or roll her eyes. But I think communication is the most important thing in marriage. Um, Verbally? Um, yes, verbal communication. I'm writing not, that down. Not the... Uh, not the visual um, communication Um, yeah, because that happens a lot. But even just in what we do, um, I just always need to know what is going through to the best of my ability because I am a man and she's a woman, what's going on in her head, what, what, um, or how, what I'm saying is affecting her. Um, Because there have been a lot of miscommunications which blow up into this big deal. And I'm like, wait, just, Here's, I think, think, the key. It. My little, cause I'm 37. I'll give you my little advice. Yeah, Whatever please. you want to say, don't. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen to that inner voice and recognize that's the devil. Like, so you listen to that, get that still, small voice. <laughs> Pretend like it's the trash that you don't want to take out and you're just squishing it down, just pushing it down. Yeah. Just, just squish that. You hear, down. like, you go, I feel like I should say this. That's not what you should say. <laughs> and then think about what she would say, and that's what to say. And that's the key. To 18 years of marital bliss right there. I tell you that. It's an apologetics tour. The Clay Clark Apologetics Tour. When we come back, I want to deep dive into your music and what your music means. I want to get into some specific songs, what they mean, how you came up with them. I am super excited. And if you have a soul, go to coltondixon.com and check out his music. My man is talented. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your podcast download and radio. For those of you listening from Portland, Oregon, what's going on? How you doing? I'm glad you have a green belt. I'm excited about Nike. I love the Portland Trailblazers. Really, anything that you like, gray whales? I mean, Chup, is there anything you're more passionate about than gray whales? I'm a gray Mm. whale enthusiast. Chup, make your best gray whale sound for all the people in Portland. I think it's more of a... That's really nice. Now, now, Chip, <laughs> speaking nice. of gray whales in Portland, let's do a shameless plug for one of our sponsors, right? right I'm speaking down. of gray whales, let's talk about Paul Hood and HoodCPAs.com. <laughs> if you're out there on the, on the beaches of Portland and you're out there counting the whales, you might say to yourself, I've got better things to do than do my own accounting. Yeah. I don't want to account for the whales by myself. I want to outsource that to a real legit, to a professional. Yeah, whale counter. More of a professional. Right. Bruh. Bruh. So you want to call HoodCPAs.com. HoodCPAs.com. The best accounting firm I know. And I'm not just saying that because they pay me, but I am saying it two-thirds 
because they pay me. That and he's jacked. I'm kind of scared of him. He's right a now. physical he's, fitness he's, competition he's, yeah. coming up right now. Yeah, he's so he's good. he's all swole. He's down 20 pounds. Paul Hood looking good. Uh, Hood CPA is where you can get a hold of these guys. They're going to give you a free copy of Warren Buffett's book. It's his only authorized biography called Snowball, uh, and an hour of their time. So get a hold of them at 918-747-7000, hoodcpas.com. Now, Colton Dixon's on our show, a Christian pop music artist, and I want to. we're going to do kind of a deep dive into one of your favorite songs. Like a gray whale. So what's the first song we want to talk about here, Colton? What's one of your first songs you want to talk about here? Yeah, uh, there's a song I wrote on my last record turned into be the title track of the album called Identity. Identity. Uh, yeah. And um, man, I just, I looked at uh, my generation specifically being 26, just seeing um, a lot of young people having no clue who they are. Um, they look at all the wrong things to dictate who they are. They listen to the wrong people, um, whether it's Hollywood, their friends, maybe even sometimes their parents telling them or speaking things over them. And um, again, faith being a big part of what I do, I looked to God's word to see what he said about us. And he said that we're chosen, um, chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Um, he, uh, he, he basically said we're kings and queens, and we should be living like that. And that just completely changed my perspective um, in a lot of things. Um, so not giving in to certain things or um, selling yourself short, um, I just really thought it was important to live that way. I wanted to give you some highbrow validation that you are, in fact, not crazy. Awesome. This is something I've been studying for a while. I mean this. This is, this is huge. I'm, I'm passionate about this. Um, if you'll look up, if, if all the listeners will type this in, Chip, I want to put it on the show notes. But if you type in, is your smartphone making you dumb? That's the question. Mm. Now, this is the deal. Psychology Today studied the human mind and what the impact a smartphone has on it. Now, when a smartphone, if you have a smartphone, you typically will get 90 interruptions per eight-hour day right now, which means that if you get a message, let's say someone that you used to date sends you a message, or somebody that's a former client or a former employee or someone you knew, or someone, they write a political comment, what happens is the amygdala portion of your brain will turn on. Amygdala. And what happens is then your, your, your cerebral cortex can't fire, which means that you, you can no longer be mentally present when you're on social media. So being present turns out is a present. So you're on a date with your wife, but you're getting an endless stream of social media. So you're never actually there. You're physically present, but you're mentally not present. And there's another article by, social, by uh, Psychology Today that says, does using s social media make you lonely? It says, since the beginning of the internet, pundits have worried that computer-mediated communication would have an effect on our social networks negatively. Instead of going out and interacting with others in traditional settings, the fear mongers fretted people will stare at their computers all day typing messages to people they've never actually met. If you read the rest of the article, they point out that people now have more friends on social media than ever before, obviously. But this is the loneliest time. People now have the least number of friends in the history of the world ever. Right now. There are more people that say they have no friends ever with the advent of social media. So they have less friends ever but more fake Facebook friends. And so you're talking about people that are, are going to come to your concerts, coming to your events, they're, 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 list, they're listeners, they're music fans, and they're feeling lonely, confused, they don't know their place in the world. And your message to somebody who feels like that today would be what? I mean, what is your message to somebody who's listening and goes, I have a thousand Facebook friends, I have people following me on Twitter, and I feel totally alone, I feel helpless, I don't know my identity, I don't know, what would be your message for that, kind of, for that person going through that? I would honestly say shift your perspective. Um, for a person of faith, I would point them to that scripture, um, which basically tells them who they are. 
um, the God who created the universe says that they're awesome. Um, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, but in that you also are going to have to make a change. Um, for me personally, we were looking at marriage, my wife and I, and, and I really started dialing back social media altogether. Um, and it really, I think helps us, um, maybe not during hockey playoff season, but apart from that, um, it helps us, um, have better, Dinner together, um, time together. Before the listeners out there think you're crazy, Paul Graham, who uh, is the guy behind Dropbox, Airbnb, and Reddit, he has gone out very publicly talking about how he does not use a smartphone, does not allow it in his office, doesn't allow it in his physical presence because he wants to be mentally present because being present, turns out, is a gift. And upon further review, Proverbs 18.22 states, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Great and thing. obtains favor with the Lord. So apparently yeah. you have some favor as a result of you make being intentional. Now, I want to get Clay Stair's take on this. Clay, you have a lot of clients you've worked with who've had massive successes as a business coach. Yes, sir. And you've also had clients that cannot be mentally present in a, me- in a meeting. They're physically mm-hmm. there, but they literally cannot turn off that phone. Yes. Help somebody out there who feels like they cannot ever turn their phone off. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Is my daughter listening? Uh, no, you're, remember, okay. you can, you can ne- remember, familiarity okay. breeds contempt, and Very a prophet good. cannot be from his own okay, town. so we're not so talking not to not your my daughter, daughter. It's other people's daughters. Okay, so we're yes. not talking to my daughter here. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I have just recently, uh, get this, Clay, I've just recently changed on my phone. I've taken off all the notifications. Oh, come on now. Got to do Preach All it. the notifications, ha! which is crazy. I, I've been hearing, you know, just from around people doing this, so I did it. And now when I look at my phone, I don't know that I have 17 texts. And you messages. don't feel anxiety. And- I don't feel any of that. It's crazy. You know, and then there are, but you have to keep this in mind too, how badly you're going to piss people off when you turn off your notifications. Because they're going to be, can I say that? Yeah. So we're, they're going to be going, oh my gosh, Clay, I've been like trying to get in touch with you. Sorry, I, I don't check my texts until a certain time. But, Clay, I have – there are a, a few clients that I had when we first started out before we had some of these boundaries, yeah. before they began to find freedom in their life, where they would literally come in and say, I hey, used to I come really over want, and you would always wanna, just talk to me. I, know, I would just I show build, up at your house. All these boundaries company. now. What the, what's wrong I with you? Do you not care about – I was on Facebook I want to grow my company, but I, but I can't tweet. get off the phone. It's like, put down the phone. Talk to me. Good Lord, I can't believe you. I used to send you tweets and you would respond. I know, but Why I, do you hate me? Loved I'm it. on Facebook. I'm emailing you right now. Yeah, I've just loved it. And, and how about this move? When they're in the meeting and they just turn the phone over. Ooh. Oh, ooh, now you're disconnected. <laughs> Thank you for turning that over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just turn it over. Now we're now we're together. I feel good about our relationship. Yeah, just, oh, yeah. Just turn it over. That's me. Turn it over together. Oh, no. We have a phone yeah. turner over in our midst? We've got a phone. <laughs> we have a closet phone turner over. Okay, we come back. We're going to talk about tips for screwing up a date with your wife with Colton Dixon. Go to coltondixon.com. He's a pop Christian music artist. And Give I'll tell you how I screw up dates by bringing a smartphone with me, too. Stay tuned.